0: Hi there, welcome into this podcast Thursday nights on the show We take a look at an absolute classic album And this week was probably one of the biggest of all time Certainly the biggest selling of all time In Thriller From Michael Jackson We took a look behind the scenes Heard from some of the people that were involved In the making of it as well Together with guitarist Kel It really was a special show Do enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show Weeknights 8 through 10 Here on Dubai I 103.8 this is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Welcome back into the show. Now, if you cast your minds back seven days, we reviewed an absolute classic album here on Dubai Eye with uh, The Dark Side of the Moon, of course, from Pink Floyd turning 50 years of age. And you think, how can we better that? You know, you can't really, can you? It's one of the all-time, um, you know, most amazing albums ever. But I think this week, certainly for me, for my taste, Anyway, this will definitely even eclipse "Dark Side of the Moon." Guitar player, Cal. Great to see you, sir. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Wonderful to be back.
0: Yeah, and uh, you've been doing a lot of research and a bit of AI here and there, and uh, you've <laughs> even brought in another picture disc, which yeah? maybe we can hold up to the camera and uh, yeah can we just hold it up to the camera oh, yeah. and uh, that'll give us give us an idea as to what it is there it is yeah michael jackson's thriller album is what we're going to be talking about um this week so much to to speak about the musicians on there the production side of things Uh, And even how they came about getting Vincent Price to do the kind of uh, dialogue on the title track, Thriller. So uh, what are are your memories of of, of this album and, uh, you know, first hearing it, Yeah,
1: well, I I remember because it came out on the uh, 29th of November 1982. So uh, I was at school then, but I just remember it was the album that everybody used to listen to. Uh, And I remember I had it on continually on tape. Yeah like, yeah, like literally I'd, I'd have a bath and I'd do my homework in the bath weirdly enough I'd have a little tray and I'd play that literally on loop time and time, I can't and have time a and you time did time your again. homework in the bath yeah yeah I had a little tray that <laughs> I'd put on the top so, it, so I didn't get wet but I'd spend hours there just listening to this album again and again yeah, and again yeah and, yeah. yeah and it's just stayed as relevant now as it was way back then,
0: absolutely. 1982, 70 million copies sold worldwide, yeah. and um, still the biggest selling album of all time.
1: It is, yeah, yeah, and it stayed there for quite a while. It was knocked off slightly by the Eagles, and then after yeah. Michael passed, then it went straight back up there. And uh, and as you say about like Dark Side of the Moon, interestingly, that's the fourth largest selling album yeah. of all time this yeah. is the number one
0: yeah um it won eight awards at the 1984 Grammys, so uh it did rather well and of course yeah. it was the follow-up to what was a, a again an incredible yeah. album called yeah. off the wall
1: yeah absolutely and i think out of the two of them i think for me off the wall edges it just slightly like, like rock with you and yeah just the soul vibe of it um and obviously it was huge with the jacksons that was his first solo album which which did really really well But this put him into a completely different league.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. If I had to choose one, it would probably be (laughs) off the wall. But
1: um, (laughs) very, very close.
0: Uh, It's it's hard to to choose. So um, originally it wasn't called Thriller, was it? It
1: was called something else. Yeah, so so one of the people Quincy Jones had worked with before and he'd worked with him on... um on off the wall was was Rod Temperton so he's he was originally the songwriter in the band Heatwave yeah remember the song Boogie Nights I do I went
0: to see Heatwave at the Manchester Apollo when I was wow. a, a young teenage lad getting <laughs> getting my wings and flying out and going to gigs and uh, yeah and I can Picture seeing Rod Temperton, he played wow. Hammond, yeah. Hammond at the time. And uh, yeah, Always and Forever was another great song that he wrote for, yeah. for Heatwave.
1: Yeah, and you can kind of hear that influence, especially yeah. in Off the Wall, But and, you know, and he'd written Rock With You and, and Off the Wall, and you can kind of hear that Boogie Nights thing within it. So Quincy Jones obviously produced Off the Wall, and he produced this, and he used him again as one of the main songwriters. So originally the title that he came out with, he asked him to come up with the title, he came up, and it was nearly called uh, Midnight Man. So <laughs> which yeah, which it doesn't, doesn't really have the ring, does it It doesn't know, and he'd gone through like two three hundred other titles, and that's what they'd agreed on and then he he woke up one one morning and kind of went thriller that's it, that's the one it's yeah. a single word, it's snappy. That's got to be it. I and mean, then... what a
0: talent! Rod Temperton comes from oh. Grimsby in the north. Yeah, that's right. England. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, you know, written some of the, the, the biggest songs ever yeah. uh, of, of all time. Uh, so let's get our first tune in from this uh, album. Uh, you've gone for Billy Jean for uh, the opening tune.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's very tough to to, to pick one as an opener, but um, I think this again, this encapsulated the whole thing about Thriller. I think because it's not just the music; it's not just Michael Jackson and what he became. It was also the visuals, his style. And the t- a couple of things with this was obviously that that video that came out. Now, that was one of the first videos that was heavily rotated from an R&B artist. All right. And that was absolutely seminal. And I think the guy that did that was a guy called Steve Barron, who also went on to do the videos for Money for Nothing don't you want me? Um, take on me by Aha. You remember that? Yeah, I
0: just just played that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did all of those, and that was absolutely seminal. And then he also had that 25th um, Motown special, and that's when he he kind of introduced the moon, moonwalk to the world. Right. Right. So all of those things combined, and another interesting fact as well. He, he Michael Jackson himself says that he got the baseline from this. He was heavily influenced by Hall and Oates. I can't go for that. So yeah, which listening. again is,
0: is a great tune. So uh, listen out for that. There it is, that bass line. First track though yeah, from uh, this classic album, Thriller and It's Billie Jean. Right then, there's the first track from our classic album, Thriller, on the show, and of course, Billy Jean. That bass line. Apparently, Quincy yeah. Jones wasn't keen on it uh, originally. Thought, no, not strong enough.
1: No, that's right. But yeah. When you
0: hear it now, it's just right in the pocket. Just A it's the just. foundations stolen, it, isn't it? It
1: really is, and especially with with the drum line as well. It is just so so tight. Uh, you you can't you can't imagine another bass line with it. It's so driving, and again, it's not too dissimilar to the Halls and Oates bass and that kind of feel but you put that pr- the production is just pristine on it it's incredible yeah
0: um, number one for seven weeks in the UK yeah. 1983 and also uh, in the States as well stayed up there for seven weeks which not a bad run is it really
1: no well I think it was a good start too I think there was seven singles off of this Bearing in mind, it's a ten. It's a ten-track album. <laughs> He's got some mileage out of it. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> and
0: um, as you said, the the moonwalk uh, performance yeah. at the uh, TV, the Motown special there, and uh, that was the first time that he'd kind of unveiled his moonwalk, wasn't it? He
1: had. And interestingly enough, with that, it's it's kind of rumoured that it actually came from. There's a guy in Shalimar called Jeffrey Daniel. Yeah. So he he apparently appeared on Soul Train, and it used to be a thing known as the backslide. So he's, Jeffrey Daniel from Shalimar, is actually credited for inventing the moonwalk. Michael Jackson saw that, and then he made it part of his, his kind of thing. And the color kind of perfectionist he was, even on that 25th anniversary, which everybody's seen and completely sent the whole dance into the stratosphere, yeah. Yeah. he hated. So it was a bit at the end where he's standing on his two feet, which is actually the image on the back of your My <laughs> T-shirt. Back of your t-shirt yes. He wasn't standing up long enough because yeah. he went up and went down. So he actually Imagine. hated it, but incredible yeah
0: we're going to come back uh we're going to hear from um rod temperton um the late rod temperton the incredible talent uh we're also going to hear from kel as well who's actually seen the man perform live and all being well we'll hear from a lady who's got a signed copy of thriller here in dubai i'll be around your house later on finn i want to get a picture of that
2: this is the night shift.
0: On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Welcome back. We're taking a look at Thriller, the iconic album from uh, Michael Jackson, and what I would give to have a signed copy of the album isn't worth talking about. We're going to go to the lines where my friend and uh, music lover Finn joins me. Uh, Finn, good evening. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. So, Finn, tell me about this. A signed copy of Thriller? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was I didn't certainly I didn't
2: see him live and it wasn't me who asked for it but uh, my husband who was a collector he uh, he bought it all like from a dealer so uh, so yes it's in a collection of
3: things
0: that I now sell. <laughs> wow! I mean, what a, what what an absolute gem to have in in your collection. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, so it was your husband who managed to find this uh, this signed album.
2: I'll have to I'll have to send you a
0: picture. I think, you, I think you need to do that, Finn, definitely. And, of course, Michael Jackson did uh, spend a little bit of time here in Dubai. I was thinking maybe you'd run into him in, in a mall or something here in Dubai. Oh, certainly
2: not. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, Finn, we're going to get back to the review. Thank you so much for your uh, message. And do send in that picture of your signed copy of uh, Thriller. And, I mean, uh, Finn said she'd never seen him live. You have. What yeah. What was the show like? Where was it? I think it's the same tour as my T-shirt, it wasn't is. it? It is.
1: Yeah, and um, it was very, very special. It was on the Bad Tour, and it was me and my friend Alan Vincent Paul Skulls, and it was the first time he'd played live solo in the UK. And I think this is what made it so special, because the mania around him was crazy. So people would, like, camp out just to see him stick his, like, hand out of the window for hours. So to see him perform live, it was the very first concert that that he's ever done solo. So we went to the gig at Wembley Stadium. It was in uh, July 1988. Kim Wilde was a support. Sheryl uh, Crow was also... <laughs> a one backing of his, singer. Yeah, yeah, one of his backing singers. And uh, the following night, uh, Prince Charles and Lady Diana were there, and it was filmed. But for me, you know, and I've been fortunate enough to see Queen, Bowie, yeah, Lestones, yeah. this rate's so high up there. And I think the atmosphere before he came on, because the start of the show, he does want to be starting something, but he kind of jumps out of the stage. Mm, mm. But that kind of five, 10 minutes when the lights go down, (laughs) I've never experienced anticipation like it. Yeah. Purely because people knew that they were actually going to see him for more than half a second and Mm. him do a show. And the show was just absolutely faultless. I'm so envious of, of
0: of you to be able to have gone to, uh, along to that gig. I've got the T-shirt, but I didn't go to the gig. <laughs> now, of course, uh, we've spoke about him just uh, a few moments ago. The the writer from the band Heatwave, Rob yeah. Temperton, was I think he had three on this album and three on Off the Wall as well. Prolific yeah. songwriter, and of course, he wrote the title track, uh, Thriller. Um, but um, here's a little story. Um, about how Vincent Price, the um, horror actor, uh, got the dialogue on
3: Thriller. When I wrote Thriller, I'd always envisioned this kind of talking section at the end and um, didn't really know what we were going to do with it. But uh, one thing I'd thought about was to have somebody a famous voice in the horror genre to do um, this vocal. Uh, Quincy's wife knew Vincent Price. And so Quincy said to me, how about if we got Vincent Price? And I said, well, that'd be amazing if we could you know, get him. So he spoke to his wife and, and they got it together and Vincent said he would love to do it. So it was all set up that he would come in and do it. Then, and the idea was going to be that he would just talk some horror talk from the type of lines he would deliver in in some of his famous roles. And right up until the night before the session. And just before I went to bed, Quincy called me and said, you know, the session's at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon and I'm a bit scared because Vincent's never been in on a, a pop record before. Uh, I don't know that he's ever recorded in such a manner with with music tracks and headphones and everything. And it may may be difficult for him to come up with something to do. So perhaps you better write something uh, for him to say, um, just in case we get stuck. So I said, okay, no problem. I'll get up tomorrow morning and uh, write it before we come to the studio. So I went off to bed. And the very next morning, at nine o'clock, the bell rings, and I'd totally forgotten this, but my publisher from England had come over to America, and it' always been planned that we would have breakfast that next morning. And finally my publisher left and about ten past twelve, the phone rings, and it's Quincy says, "How are you doing? have you have you got something?" and I said. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. I'll have something. Uh, I'm just finishing it off, <laughs> and so I hung up and got a piece of paper and frantically started to write some stuff. And just one of those lucky times that uh, it just flowed out of me. Um, I mean, it i would written all the lyrics for the song, and and uh, the theme of the whole thing was so strong anyway that it was quite easy to visualize all these kind of lines that uh, Vincent would say. So I wrote three uh, verses of of poetry or rap and, and we only needed two in the end anyway. And as I arrived at the studio I saw a car pull up and out steps Vincent Price and the taxi pulled around the back of the studio and I dived out of the cab, raced in the back door, said to the secretary, photocopy this quick! And uh, they put it on the music stand and he walked in and sat down in his chair and off we went. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> amazing. Yeah,
0: just dashing <laughs> off a, a few lines in the taxi to, you know for Vincent Price to sing. But of course, we all know uh, the absolutely incredible um, dialogue in this tune. The title track from the album that we're reviewing, Thriller. So the title track then of uh, the album. A uh, few facts on this one. Um, it wasn't originally called Thriller, was it?
1: No, the original title was called Starlight. We somehow just never <laughs> the same it, ring. Again. <laughs>
0: uh, it did well at the Grammys.
1: Yeah, yeah. It won three Grammy Awards, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Music Video Short Form, and uh, and of course the, the, the video as no. well. People
0: stopped work to watch that video. In fact, I, yeah. I, re- I seem to re- recollect that um it was kind of advertised that that, that this uh, video was going to be shown to the world and people just took time off work or shops closed you know supermarkets closed just to watch it
1: yeah and again thinking back at the time it had never been done you know this is the thing especially with this album there were so many firsts so to do a long form because I think that the whole thing's either like 14 or 23 minutes. The whole story, yeah, video, yeah and yeah. it's not only the story, obviously, John Landis, the director from American Werewolf in London, the story before the dancing that he had, the choreography, the jacket, the whole thing. Mm. It was just incredible. I and mean, the first time that, um, that that a music video had been almost turned into a mini movie, it was absolutely outstanding.
0: Q Vincent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that was Vincent Price, of course, uh, doing that vocal. Apparently, um, he was given the choice he could have twenty thousand dollars or royalties, and yeah. he took the twenty thousand
1: dollars. <laughs> well, he probably thought, "Oh, what's this yeah. little pop song? Yeah. I don't know. I'll just only just get the money. played once a year yeah. on
0: Halloween." Yeah. <laughs> so the title track, then, from uh, the album, there's Vincent again.
2: 40, Stay alive. Your body starts to shiver. For no mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs>
4: listening to the UAE's number one talk radio
0: station. This is the night
2: shift
0: with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back. I'm joined by guitarist Kel Jenkins and we are taking a look at an absolutely epic album from the 1980s. We're talking Thriller of course from Michael Jackson. We've spoke about the production, about Quincy Jones, about Vincent Price on there, but what about the musicians? Some of the musicians on this album, we came to know as a different group uh, yeah. later on.
1: Yeah, it was uh, the band Toto, which uh, surprises a lot of people. But Toto is kind of made up of uber, uber session musicians. Yeah. And uh, and they'd worked with Quincy Jones before. Because uh, they wasn't on the first album, but they, they was all over this. They played on five of the ten songs. Yeah. And this is Steve Lukather on guitar. And they also played some bass as well. Jeff Beccaro, the drummer, David Page, uh, keyboards, and Steve Beccaro. And Steve Beccaro actually wrote Human Nature. Mm. So mm. their influence on this album is all over the place, but it's it's just the quality of the musicianship. So when you hear some of those songs and some of the ones that we'll play later, that the quality of the playing. But but Quincy, you know, being such a such an absolute, absolute virtuoso in jazz and you know played with everyone. Yeah. He only has the top people play on this so that can come in and get the job done.
0: Definitely. I, I was so lucky to interview uh, Steve Lukather a couple of years ago and uh, I asked him about those uh, sessions on Thriller. Here's what he had to
4: say Quincy sent Jeff Bacaro and myself uh, a cassette to listen to the track. Okay. We we're going to cut it. So he, he sent it to Jeff and he said, Go over to Jeff's house and listen to it. So Jeff called me and said, Come on over. So we all came over and we, you know, hung out. We were waiting for this and um and we heard the song and we went oh okay it's a pop song okay this we okay so we show up at the session and being on the session was the magic you know I can imagine in the yeah. room it's like you know there's Michael there's George Martin Jeff Emmerich Wincy Jones you know Bruce Swedeen, yeah all the, the a-team yeah <laughs> and then the, you know me Jeff Carl Lewis Johnson and uh we we start jamming it was it was it was really a ma- a magical moment. It was the first time I met a Beatle, I was very excited. About that. <laughs> uh, that must have been amazing. So, uh, him him and Linda were so wonderful to us and, and then we ended up going over and working with him on his film after oh, that he, okay he out to Lewis, Jeff, and I.
0: Wow. Would would you say that's probably the most memorable session you've done, or have you done bigger stuff than that?
4: It's on the stratosphere. <laughs> I on the list. I can't. The-
0: <laughs> Steve Lukather, guitar player, who was actually talking about the song um, "The Girl Is Mine." That's um, oh, pa- yeah. Paul McCartney yeah, was was correct. also on the duet with uh, with yeah. Michael Jackson. So uh, that was the tune. But uh, next one we got is "Lady in My Life," which those mm. guys um, actually uh, performed. They on.
1: played on. And again, I think what this does this shows the quality of the musicianship which showcases beautifully Jackson's voice. It's so subtle but so right and so perfect and it's underlined by the most beautiful musicianship and arrangements which again comes from the guys from TOTO.
2: To my heart, lay your body close to mine, let me fill you with my dreams, I can make you feel alright, and baby through the years, gonna love you more day. so I promise you tonight, that you will always be. and night we won't forget.
0: Oh yeah, album track there. It wasn't released as a single, but I just imagine being in the control room uh, listening to that vocal and, you know, I mean, as yeah. you say, the guys from Toto, Steve Lukather and the rest of the boys, just absolutely at the peak there.
1: Yeah, but it, it shows a vulnerability and everything in his voice, it just allows him to really, really be the absolute star and that takes real skill playing to play such underneath it but so on point.
0: Yeah. Right then, uh, probably the most famous guitar solo ever (laughs) is coming up next with... um uh, you know, Steve Lukather I think, plays on this, but doesn't yeah. do the guitar solo. Tell me about Beat It.
1: Yeah, I could not put this in, could I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a wonderful story with this. Well, originally, Quincy Jones said he wanted a song, he said, because it was written by Michael, and he wanted it to be similar to My Sharona Lanak. Yeah, okay, that? yeah, yeah. So that was kind of the vibe. So Steve Lukather played guitar and bass on this, like the, the famous riff, because Michael sang it, and he played the riff, so he played the guitar, played the bass. Uh, And then he said about getting Eddie Van Halen in. But the story with that is Van Halen had a kind of rule within the band, you don't work with other artists, you stay within there. So they was away, and he thought... Unless it's it's
0: Michael Jackson. Well, this
1: was it. So he thought, right, I'll be able to go in there. No one will really know. I'll just do my thing, (laughs) and it will just come out. And it's ended up being, you ask any guitarist, this is probably one of the most hardest, most iconic guitar solos you'd ever hear. And also it kind of won... The, 19, uh, it's the 1980s guitar player, guitar solo of the decade. So for him trying um. to do something pretty much under the radar, he <laughs> failed epically. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah thank you eddie no one will ever know it was you <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's amazing isn't it <laughs>
0: difficult to play
1: uh, yeah, yeah 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 it's uh, yeah it's, it's one of the technically it's really really difficult to play because to play how we but it's a lot of two-handed tapping and there's a lot of technique yeah. but the feel he gets it he throws like kind of all techniques in there really fast picking melodic two-handed tapping string skipping, a whole lot in yeah, there it's the amazing. kitchen
0: sinks in there yeah. <laughs> final thoughts on the album thriller
1: ah it's it's the greatest album of all time by sales for a reason it's legacy stains. you look at artists like bruno Mars. how many people this album has influenced and i think it will still remain for a very very long time one of the greatest albums ever recorded yeah
0: for sure for sure for sure um thanks so much for coming in cal and uh, having a chat um about as you say one of the all-time great albums in thriller